Welcome to the Hidden Palace with Skyblaze. afternoon, evening or night, wherever you are in the world. I'm Skyblaze and this is the Hidden Palace here on Radio Sega. Uh, sorry about that, um, my microphone decided it wasn't going to be detected. Um, but I'm here and I think it's working. So please let me know if there are any audio issues and I will try and adjust it during one of the uh, music breaks. Okay. So, back before I took a break back in August, I mentioned a peripheral for the Saturn that I had previously been completely unaware of. That being the Saturn Shuttle Mouse. Surprisingly for a peripheral that I didn't have a huge amount of knowledge of, it's actually compatible with a pretty big number of games. Over 120, in fact. Uh, this mouse released in November of 1994, the same time as the Saturn did in Japan, and comes with four buttons, which act as the A, B, C and start buttons from your standard Saturn controller. There was a similar mouse that released in the US called the Netlink mouse, which is thankfully also compatible with most of the same games that the Shuttle mouse is. And <laughs> don't say Shuttle mouse compatible with all spaceships. New. Yeah, there's actually a pretty big list of them. Uh, I'll put the uh, the Sega Retro list of compatible um, games into the Discord chat. If you are not in the Discord, you should come and join us. We have a great time. So let's look at a few of the games that you could use this mouse on and see what uh, interesting things await us. The first game uh, we have is Gotha 2 Tenku no Kishi. Uh, also, um, this was released in 1996 in Japan, as uh, the aforementioned title of Gotha 2 Tenku no Kishi. But it's better known in the States and in Brazil as Hair of Zendo, The Legend and the Land. This game is a sequel to Gotha Isamaili Seneki, which released only in Japan on the Saturn back in 1995, but surprisingly didn't actually come with mass compatibility. In this world, Zendo is rich in, an, rich in an ore 
which defies gravity, leading to continents and other smaller islands that just float in the sky, just hanging there. This is pretty cool, but it does actually come with some drawbacks. The biggest one, and in fact the main focus of the storyline, is the acquisition of water, which by the events of uh, Hair of Zondor or Gotha 2, is actually becoming quite a scarce resource. So I'm going to take a break now and play you some music. So we have from Hair of Zondor, Prologue 1 and 2, and then from Sakura Wars, which is a compatible game with the Shuttle Mouse, The Three Gunners of the End of the Century. Enjoy and I'll be back after this music break.
And we are back! And that was Sakura Wars, The Three Gunners of the End of the Century. And then before that we had Hair of Zondo, Prologue 1 and 2. The, a lot of the music from Hair of Zondo sounds kind of like uh, some of the kind of synth-heavy stuff you'd hear in 80s fantasy and some of the sci-fi movies. I quite like it. So, Hair of Zondo is a turn-based strategy game which has you commanding fleets of flying ships through various scenarios or missions. The story features various multiple story branches which trigger depending on your choices and overall outcome of the battle. <clears throat> Once you complete the game, you can restart and keep your leveled units. Each scenario will have a win condition which you need to meet to end the stage. This can change in mid-battle, leading you to have to make choices, where, where, which is where the branching storyline comes in. Camera view switches between a top-down view, which lets you see the battlefield, and select which ship you want to move. Then, once a ship is selected, you'll change to a third-person perspective, where you can move your ship into position and make attacks. While you use the A, B and C buttons to interact with cancel uh, and cancel actions, on the controller you'll need to use the X, Y, Z, L and R buttons to speed up your cursor and rotate the ship. The mouse on the other hand covers all of these functions with the basic movement of the mouse itself, making it a bit more convenient to control. So I wonder if like regular mouse support is included in the emulated versions of this? Because that would be pretty interesting. I, I think it's one of those games that I think would actually work pretty well in emulation if the if the a standard mouse was actually supported. Um, but I don't know. Uh, I don't. Th we didn't try and get this on emulation, did we? Or could we not find it? We couldn't find it. So it'd be interesting to try that if uh, if there was a way to find it in emulation. Uh, let me know if anyone's tried this. I'm interested to discover more. Uh, Dad's saying, oh, it sounds good already. Yeah, this seems like the sort of game that... I mean, I've seen some, some gameplay footage of it, and it seems like the sort of game you might enjoy. Um, very much kind of uh, turn-based strategy with a bit of RPG going on. So, might be your thing. Uh, yeah, the, the hair of Zendor thing is like, the the way that Zendor is pronounced just makes me think of Prisoner of Zendor, which is a, a, a film from like the 50s or 60s? I think it's 60s. I think it's 60s. Um, Electric Boogaloo is saying, I forget that Gotha, the first one, which is a prequel to this game that I'm talking about, was a fairly early Steam release. Uh... I don't... Did this one get an English release? Oh, not in the States and in Brazil. So yes, it did. Uh, the, f the first one didn't, unfortunately. Um, so yeah, an English version exists, but we couldn't find out an emulation. Um, there's an album. What? Steam release? Gotha never came out west, but the second one, the, the second one, Gotha 2, or Arizona did. Um, there's an album? Is that for the first game? That was very confusing. Concerning arrangement drama from Gotha World. 
What? How odd. That's a bit weird. I don't know what's going on there. Okay. Let's have some more music then. So, I, another track from Verizondo, and we've got Lines of Supply this time. Um, and we'll also have a track from Panzer Dragoon Zwei, which is also compatible with the Shuttle Mass. And this track is called Ruins. So, enjoy those, and I'll be back after this music break to talk about the next game. I'm Resident SD, host of Lay and Live, and when it comes to boosting your Sega education, there's no better place than the Hidden Palace on Radio Sega.
are back. And that was Panzer Dragoon's Vi Ruins. And before that we had from Hera Zondor Lines of Supply. Uh, so yeah, we're all a bit baffled about this album that came out, which is called Gotha World. And we think contains music from both Gotha 1 and 2. And there's apparently a third Gotha game which actually does have Gotha World in the title, but it came out after the release of that album, so it's all very confusing. And then Pocket Larry asks, uh, one thing that they've been wondering about the Shuttle Mouse, is it grey for proof? The answer... <laughs> nothing is grey for proof. I don't know if you heard that, but yeah, nothing is grey for proof. Certainly not mouse. This is where mice come to die. Because Greyfall kills them. He is very hard on mice. I mean, we've been through, like, what, four now? There was the really loud mouse I had before I have the Steel, before I had the Steel series. The Steel series seems to be doing okay. And doesn't have a click that causes sonic booms. So, so we're doing pretty well. Now then, up next, we have Arthur to Astaroth no Nezo Makaimura. Nezo Makamura, I think. Incredible tune? Or Arthur and Astaroth's Mysterious Demon World Village, uh, which came out in Japan in 1996. Uh, the game's intro cutscene shows Astaroth sending a minion off to do his bidding. We then cut to Arthur and Princess Prin Prin. Yeah, that was a very inventive name, Princess Prin Prin. That's just the same syllable many times who are enjoying each other's company outside the castle grounds. When suddenly Astroth's minion flies in, steals the princess, and knocks, uh, knocks Arthur on his metal-armoured ass. A projection of Astroth appears taunting Arthur, saying to rescue the princess, Arthur must complete all of the puzzles that have been prepared for him. Uh, the game is basically a sequel to Sid and Al's Incredible Tunes, which is a game that was released on the PC back in 1994. Uh, during the game, due to that game's overall success and positive reception, Capcom licensed the engine from the game's developer Dynamics in order to make a Ghosts and Goblins themed game with the same overall premise. So in case you're wondering where the name Arthur came from, it's from Ghosts and Goblins. Or Ghouls and Ghosts, or, well, you get the idea. Is it Arthur from Ghouls and Ghosts? Yes it is indeed! It is the same person. So Pocket Lair is saying, what about making a mouse that uses arcade buttons, the ones that are designed to take a beating? I mean, it's a possibility. Uh, I've actually been given, for my new job, I've been given a, a controller to review, which has um, kind of, they're smaller, but arcade style uh, micro switch buttons. Um, and I think that's the sort of thing that would probably survive uh, you handling it for an extensive period of time, my love. Uh, before we said, um, Electro Boogaloo's uh, put a picture of what about this mouse? It's the uh, the Intelli in in uh, I forgot what it was called. The Intelli something trackball Microsoft mouse. And those things were pretty much made of adamantium. Uh, Pocket Lair is saying, have you thought of learning keyboard shortcuts? You do know some keyboard shortcuts, don't you? Yeah. yeah. But yeah, he's just, he just kills mice. They just die. It's very sad. Where was I? 
so each level um, sees you needing to complete a particular task, which includes hitting multiple targets, reaching a particular destination, or even getting Arthur set on fire. Okay. In order to accomplish these tasks, you need to select the appropriate item from a list on the left of the screen and place it into the world where you're in the correct place. You can then start the scene and see how the puzzle plays out. As mentioned earlier, being a game themed on one that was originally on the PC, the mouse operates pretty much exactly the same that the PC version would. You can click to select the item you want and move the mouse to get the item into position. So it's pretty simple and probably a lot more intuitive than uh, trying to do that on a controller, I imagine, especially something that's only kind of full, got really four-way movement. So yeah, using a mouse on this game seems like a pretty good idea. <laughs> yeah, Hugo says that Greyfall ca uh, cannot steal Hugo's job. Hugo is a cat, Hugo hunts mice. Yeah, we have at least three dead mice, um, or partially dead mice kicking around. So, uh, uh, let's move on. Let's have some music, shall we? So from Arthur to Astaroth, we have from Puzzle 2, which is from Ghouls and Ghosts. Uh, and then from Arthur to Astaroth, we have Puzzle 4, which is from Super Ghouls and Ghosts. So enjoy these and I'll be back after this music break to talk about the last game in the list for today.
we are back! And that was Arthur to Astaroth Puzzle 4 from Super Ghouls and Ghosts, and from the same game Puzzle 2 from Ghouls and Ghosts. I was just saying, I had a Commodore 64 copy of Ghouls and Ghosts, and um, it, it was not, strictly speaking, a, a legitimate copy. <laughs> Probably my first exposure to Tim Follin's chip tune music, though. So there is that. I just remember it being really hard. I think all versions of that game are really hard. So, my last game for today is a bit of a unique entry in games that we've looked at here on the Hidden Palace. Uh, it's... oh god. Its name is in... its original name is in French. I am not even gonna try, because it's... Un Comte Interactif de Roman... Oh, I don't know, because I'm gonna try and I'm gonna try and pronounce it as if it was Spanish, and I'm gonna get it wrong, so I'm not gonna bother. But the English title is Lulu: An Interactive Tale by Romain Victor, Pr somebody or other, Victor Prigebe. I don't know. This game originally released for Windows PC back in 1995 in French, with a Japanese version then being created for the Saturn in 1996. Which is a really weird uh, direction for a game to take. It it usually starts in Japanese and goes the other way. Um, so yeah, that's really unusual for something to start in French and then be ported back into Japanese. English, sure, but French? That's a curious one. The title indicated, uh, the tale indicated by the title concerns a princess called Lulu, who laments that she has no siblings to play with. She spends her time reading books in her secret room, escaping into worlds of fantasy as well as dressing up in costumes and other clothing. One day while playing, Lulu hears a tremendous sound like thunder and then catches sight of a fireball falling from the sky, crashing into a nearby forest. After plucking up the courage to investigate, she ventures into the forest, and of all things comes across a flying saucer. This took a sharp left turn! Its pilot is a robot named Nemo, who apologises for the damage to the forest, and says that the ship's engines need to be repaired. Lulu, not wanting to miss out on the chance for some new and exciting stories, convinces Nemo to follow her back to the castle, and has Nemo tell her all about their adventures. The tale of Lulu is broken up across nine chapters, and as you read through the story, you'll see pictures which you can interact with, hence the interactive part of the game's title. By clicking on various parts of the images, you can cause little actions to play out, such as a ball bouncing around, causing characters to dance, or even changing the time of day in the scene. As you might have guessed, you can use the mouse to interact with various images as well as changing the pages. So it's more, it's like a, an interactive book, basically. Um, a kind of, or a, like, very cut down version of an adventure game. Really cut down version of an adventure game. I can't, I, I imagine this is probably designed for, for children. And, and probably fairly young children at that. Because I 
can't imagine anybody much older getting that much entertainment out of it. But, I mean, the concept's pretty cool, though. Um, so, it, it's a really interesting idea. Um, Rath's saying, you're making me want to play Saturn, I'm going to jump on Panzer Dragoon's Vi after this. <laughs> Panzer Dragoon and Panzer Dragoon Vi are pretty good, though. Uh, they're pretty good games. Um, let's have some more music. I I couldn't find anything from Lulu. Um, me and Nicholas Aman tried. Speaking of which, uh, thank you to Nicholas Aman for finding the music for Arthur to Astaroth and Hair of Zondor. Uh, Nick's a star. I mean, he was continually trying to work when his, uh, his power went out. Because that's just the sort of guy he is. Um, so... Yeah, um... Nick's great. Uh, Ross also saying he's played the first Panzer Dragoon enough that he's kind of over it, but haven't beaten Zwei yet. Yeah, I, I, th I need to play Zwei. I, I have beaten the first one, but I'm not, I, don't think I've, I don't think I've even played Zwei. And I've got, I've got Panzer Dragoon Saga, which I really need to play at some point. I keep putting it off, because um, it's one of those ones where I want to really kind of devote myself to it and, and really pay attention to it, but I never seem to have the time. Or the brain power. So let's have some real music and then we will go into the chiptune corner. So uh, because I don't have any music from uh, Lulu, I'm just a couple of tracks from uh, games that are compatible with the shuttle mouse. So first of all, from Saturn Bomberman, we have Samurai World. And then uh, our only request for today, we have from Virtua Cop, Smarty, which was requested by Electric Boogaloo who's always good for requesting stuff. Thank you, Electric Boogaloo. So enjoy those, and I'll be back after this music break for the Chiptune Corner.
name's Gavi, and you're listening to The Hidden Palace with Skyblaze on Radio Sega.
And that was Virtua Cop Smarty, requested by Electric Boogaloo. And then before that we had Saturn Bomberman Samurai World. And now into the chiptune corner. Um, hello Celtic Yoshi, you are a little bit late, but at least you get to listen to the chiptune corner and um, my final track. So, um, it's a name that some of you might know because he's right here in the Discord chat right now. Rath is a multi-instrumentalist from Ohio who occasionally releases music under the name Twisted Identity. He dabbles in metal, techno, progressive, and pretty much whatever else he fancies. Obviously, including chiptune. He's currently got a full album that's in the works, and I'm sure if you ask him nicely, he will tell you some more about it. The track I'm going to play for you is called It's Party Time, and was created using only a Game Boy with no post-processing. I will put a link to his band camp in the Discord chat. Um, so be sure, if you enjoy this, to go and check out his other work. Uh, especially the one that has a big Radio Sega logo on it. <laughs> Not that we're biased in any way. So, uh, here we go, it's Twisted Identity, it's party time. Have a listen, enjoy, and obviously let Raph know if you enjoyed it.
back and that was Twisted Identity, It's Party Time from the B-Sides album on the Bandcamp. Uh, so general consensus was that, that was a banger. Uh, I, I heartily agree. Uh, it was a great track. And we also all agree that um, the Game Boy sound chip has punches way, way above its weight. Uh, I've seen some really beautiful looking uh, modified Game Boys and Game Boy Advances uh, when I've gone to chip tune gigs. Chipzel's got a really pretty looking one. I'm very jealous. So yeah, well done for that one, Raf. That was a really good track. So thank you everyone for tuning in today. Stay tuned for, well, I, I, I think SNS will be going ahead with Gavi after this. I, I think, hopefully. Let me know if you're around, Gary. Um, oh, 20, 20 has arrived. Hi, 20. I know you've been busy recently, so that's why uh, Grateful has been doing the socials for me today, so thank you, my love. You're very welcome. So, uh, and tomorrow there's the LMC block. Uh, check out the website for the full schedule. Where's RadioSega.net? As for my last song... Some of you will probably know because I have not been able to shut up about it, but a couple of weeks ago I was lucky enough to go to Final Fantasy XIV FanFest in London. And there I got to see the band The Primals, which is made up of the sound director and some of the development team, uh, perform some songs from the soundtrack live. Uh, one of my favourites from that performance is a track that I'm going to play for you now. And it is called Scream. I've been Skyblaze, this has been The Hidden Palace. Good night everyone, take care.
Enjoyed the show? Check out the full Radio Sega live schedule at radiose.ga forward slash shows. Radio Sega, playing the best Sega music 24-7.